Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. This is a podcast. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Yo, this your boy Flaw 700, a.k.a. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. A.K.A. I'm sweaty because I was watching Cops. What's up, everybody? This is Kayla, a.k.a. Miss I Said What I Said and I Meant That. A.k.a. The finest grandma y'all know. And this is the Podcast Brothers Podcast. The cast is a little different this week. No fresco, but my good friend Kayla. Killer K. What up? Or is it Vitamin K? Both. Killer K. Depending on your mood. You it's know. here to hook. It said it helped me hold it down. Now, y'all know I normally don't have an AKA, but she was like, yo, I got an AKA. So I couldn't let her have an <laughs> AKA without with me AKA. having an AKA. So I had to think of something real fast. So I appreciate you being here. We're going to hold it down. We're going to um, we're going to do this show some justice. We're going to have a good time, man. We're a great conversation. Yeah, a great conversation. Um, so let's hey, let's get right into it. So how was our week? I'll let you go. Ladies first. Thanks. Um, my week was actually wonderful. Thanksgiving was bomb, of course. Um, my mom's birthday was the day before Thanksgiving this year. So every year uh, or any year that her birthday is close to Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, um, we spend time with her. So spent time with Mom Dukes. Um, Not to cut you off. Does mom ever feel cheated? Like Thanksgiving birthday type um, of thing? No, we always do her right. I okay, mean, it's okay. not like a Christmas thing where, you know, it's like, happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Right, right. You so. only get one gift. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so no, we always do her right. Um, yeah, spend time with family. Uh, we had, on Thanksgiving Day, had breakfast at my mom's. It was amazing. Put me in a food coma. Uh, then my dad, uh, he had to get together. And he's a chef. And so was his girlfriend. So food is always popping. He's one of the reasons why I love food because mm. he's a chef. I always grew up, I grew up eating good food. So um, that was that was great. And uh, then this past weekend, I actually hung out with my folks in Detroit. Shout out to the Pod Fam. Chip. Uh, what's that? Junk Mind, Sober Thoughts, uh, the Grime Lords, Penrose, BJ, Chip. Uh, Avery, mm-hmm. Danny and Cleo, to yep. Kenya. Talk about it. Um. Uh. Dang, Tylese from Good Morning Beautiful. Oh, y'all was deep. Uh, yeah, we were. Um, dang, who else was there? Drunken Knights was there. Mm. Uh, the uh, the other guy from Indiana, and I cannot remember his name. Jones. Um, I can't remember the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, Jones. Uh, Stakes is high. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's not going to like that other guy. Right. Um, no, please don't. No, don't. Don't come on my yeah, mention. The other guy was there. No, no. <laughs> I don't think it was Jones. That's my guy, though. Shout out to Jones, man. Yes, shout out to my my folks in Indiana. I love y'all. Drunken Nights, y'all are my favorites. I love y'all. But yeah. um, shout out to... It was a beautiful... It was so much fun. 
Um, shout out to, of course, Penrose and BJ. When I tell y'all that fucking 65th floor in the Renaissance Center, beautiful views of um, of Detroit and the waterfront. They're right across the water from Canada. Beautiful. Um, I had fun with my pie fam. Most, a lot of them, that was my first time meeting them. So it was awesome. So, you know, we've been corresponding with each other for, what, about a year now? Uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. And for like I said, for me, it was my first time meeting a lot of y'all. So that was a beautiful thing. And um, we had some great conversations. So. Not to cut you off again, but how did you find out about this get-together? Because I didn't know a goddamn thing. Um, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> how did you miss? It was literally just like all across my timeline. I saw... Uh, drunk my sober thoughts and I think like Avery going back and forth about it and then I forget what I said and then Avery was like well come you know come and then DMST yeah Philly come out to Detroit and I'm like up Delta.com you know Skyscanner.com book and flight so that's all it takes come airplane ticket got it done I'm in Detroit that was also uh, on put on the credit card and right, um, right, some, right, right. <laughs> some some finessing at work and shifting the schedule. Okay. But I mean, I had the extra funds and I mean, it was the holiday, so it was easy to work out. Like mm-hmm. getting off work anyway, so um, it was so much fun. That is dope. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, is that no. it? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, one last thing I did, but uh, what was that yesterday? No, Wednesday, I went to the Sixers game yeah, yeah. with my family, and that was cool. I love Sixers games. Wait a minute. So you was at that game where they shot a 1,000 free throws, right? That was the game. When they played the Wizards. Yeah, they shot a 1,000 free throws. The game didn't end to like 10. It started. Oh, my at, gosh. Yeah. Yes, they kept fouling Ben Simmons. Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. That shit was pissing me off, Listen. and I was sitting near Wizards fans, too, and they were hyped. I'm like, y'all are cowards. Play the game. Like, do you see this <laughs> dumb-ass strategy? Like, th- that last three minutes of the game lasted for, like, a half hour. Right, exactly. It that's, was ridiculous. That's what I'm getting at. A three-minute... Three minutes left in the third quarter lasted about 30 minutes. No basketball game should start at 7 o'clock and end at 10 after 10. <laughs> no, no. You shouldn't no. even be allowed to do that. I'm like, who is like, when is somebody going to foul out? Like, what is going on? It was so annoying. And that's the crazy part because the commissioner was right there. Like, so. Y'all uh, not going, you know. And right. then like they. they I mean, he could have did nothing then, but I think he needs to look into it because that was terrible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, weak ass strategy. That's why y'all ass is still lost. <laughs> Damn wizards! Shut up. And then John Wall wasn't even playing either. I'm like, why is this game getting so close? That's another thing that pissed me off. They were up by like 20 at one point, and there was one time towards the fourth quarter they were like down by like four. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait. Sixers. The Sixers are known to blow some leads. Like they Seriously. can't hold on to a lead. That's that's the issue. The Sixers don't know how to close nobody out. Sixers, y'all be having my blood pressure up. Ben oh. Simmons working free throws, buddy. Yes, he should have to. He shouldn't be allowed to leave the gym until he makes three hundred three free throws straight. He mm. was pissing me off. Um, so I got, you done? Yeah, okay, I am done. Okay, okay. <laughs> I forgot to mention this is that episode. Was a long week, sorry. No, no, it's great. It's there's nothing wrong with living. That's that's <laughs> great. I forgot to mention that this is episode sixty six. Zam, zam. So bow, how? Bow, bow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, as far as my week go. Um, went to see Justice League with my fiance. It wasn't bad. It was, eh, but I've been told by comic experts that the movie was trash and it was only really good to those who don't really know what's going on, which I kind of under, I think what I did was I kind of judged it by Batman versus Superman. 
because Batman versus Superman, did you see it? Yes, I did. It was terrible. It was so long. They could have cut out like 40 minutes of Batman. I had high expectations of that movie. And because it was trash, I had low expectations for this. And it met my low expectations. <laughs> so valid. I don't it's know if that valid. makes it good or it was just like I wasn't really expecting much from it. It was mediocre. Um, the ending, I was just like, uh, of course, Superman comes back from the dead and then he just saves everything. And then the movie, I just felt like it ended so abruptly. I was like, oh, so Superman wakes up and then 20 minutes later, he saves the day. and That's it. That's what he does. <laughs> he's not even. He doesn't even count. Why he's not even a man? Why do they call him Superman and he's not a man? You can go on and on about that. <laughs> I don't get it. He's a fucking what is it? Kryptonite? Mm-hmm. He's, that's not human. He's not a human with superpowers. He's an alien. You he doesn't go. count. <laughs> um, I like Batman. Batman's my favorite. Okay. <clears throat> Shout out to Superman. Whatever. <laughs> um. So yeah, we seen Justice League. Then um, me and my fiance, we started working out together. And if you work out, yeah, if you work out with your partner, you know that it's a struggle. For some (laughs) reason, that is just the easiest place to argue. And we survived it. It is. It is. (laughs) It's it's tough. Um, I don't know what it is, but that's just a place to argue at. Um, And and we survived. So high five to us. But there was something that did happen. You know, we was on a treadmill and we had to walk incline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go up. Um, a speed or two every few minutes and I specifically told her not to hold on to anything you know just use all legs yeah just pump them arms pump them arms I noticed that she was holding on <laughs> and I tried to mention something to her and she wasn't peeping it. she had her headphones on I said I'm not going to say nothing meanwhile I'm struggling because I don't want to hold the bar because I just told her not to but I don't want right. But I don't want to. So I'm 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 hurting. It's like we eight minutes in. Only do it for ten minutes. I'm eight minutes in hurting. <laughs> now if I was by myself, I grab it to give myself like a 10, 20 second break. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I can't she grab be, it because be I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna tell her about herself when we done. <laughs> so I can't grab this bar at all. So you know I willed through it and then I I mentioned it to her and she was like I didn't hold it. I just let it go. I let it go. <laughs> that would have been an argument. <laughs> But wait, didn't y'all? Because I know with me, like, well, I mean, you're popping. I never had a partner to go to the gym with. But when I would go to the gym with, like, my friends, I'm the type of person, like, I do my thing. Y'all please go do y'all thing because I can't be chit-chatting in between workouts and all that. I want to get in, do what I got to do, and get out. Do y'all, like, work out, work out together? Well, yesterday was, well, not yesterday, but the other day was our first day, and it happened to be legs and arms now we can do that together okay but when i'm ready to hit that bench i don't know what she's going to be doing right. so there is there are some workouts that you come together and then do right, your own right. thing and then come back it okay. just so happens that yeah. legs and arms we could do together okay so shorty oh we all say strong hey. yeah we survived okay i gave the uh fab and jada mixtape another go around and i like it i like it I gotta listen to it a couple more times. Yeah, it 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 it, it grew on me. It's short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really here for future. Not at all. It is what it is. Um, shout out to uh, Jada Kiss and Fab. They didn't have to do it, but they gave us that good holiday music, like Fab always does of around this course. time of the year. Yes. Um, and you can tell that Fab picked all the beats. Yes. <laughs> you can tell Fab picked all the songs except for the song that Jada and Styles got together but you can just tell that you know kiss just just write your raps kiss that's right. all you do he's like alright yeah <laughs> just write the raps buddy and one last thing 
we got that phone call, aka text. Nobody calls nobody no more. Right. But we got that text that the podcast brothers have been waiting on, and I'm not going to spoil it. I told you about it before the show started, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I can keep a secret. Keep a secret. You know what I'm saying? You might come through for it. You know what I mean? You know, if you're available that day. Um, but we got something cooking, man, and um, that's making that. Making moves, y'all. Making moves, baby. That was my week, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Eventful, productive. Yeah. Yes. Besides working most of the day. Right. But I will say, you know what? Speaking of that, today, which is Friday, when y'all get this, it'll be Sunday. I actually had to work today. I ha- I have one of those schedules where you work 10, four hour, you work four 10 hour days. So I work Monday through Thursday. You're lit. But I work today. Oh. So it was overtime. Because of the holiday. No. Just, or you just Just because we didn't meet our numbers. Oh, so they made us come in. And yeah. then after work. I sat in the barbershop for two hours only to get no shape up. Rude. Yes. <laughs> and I did some running around and now I'm here. So I'm st- I'm still from work. As you can see, there is no shape up. Right. But I was in the barbershop <laughs> for two hours. I hate that. So, yeah. Well, I had to. Like, I, I didn't calm down until this computer got in my face. <laughs> and then I started playing music. I started getting into the podcast mode. But I, I was like, bruh. Yeah, that's how it was after work today, too. I just, I hate my job in general. I've hated it since I started it. But it's one of those, you know, in between, you know, I'm finishing up school and I'll hopefully, prayerfully be starting my career shortly after. And I mean, my job, like today, I, because I work at a call center. I deal with, I handle calls for like funeral homes and cemeteries and stuff. So, of course, constantly dealing with the bereaved and everything in between. And I mean, some people, it it just amazes me how rude and disrespectful people can be and this one person was so rude like literally I lost my vision like I had to go out of rotation because I couldn't see because my vision got so blurry because I was so fucking <laughs> livid I was so livid and like that job is just not good for my health like you know the past few months I've had my little sicknesses here and there and I mean my blood pressure is up like and I've never had issues with blood Chill, pressure so that job when I tell you I hate it. Just go on unemployment. I'm about to. You know what? Go drive Uber. But do Uber. Do Lyft. I was thinking about doing that. I was also thinking about becoming a stripper. But, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just learned. First of all, I didn't do my research on what it takes to be a stripper. I didn't know that it works like how a barber at a barber shop. Like you have to pay for your space or time or whatever to be there. I didn't know that's what you strippers had to do. Just make you... Uh, exclusive premium Snapchat account. <laughs> Just Start selling nudes. <laughs> selling. There you go. There you go. But I never. No judge. That. No like, judge over here. I was like, "What? You got to pay money to be a stripper? That ain't it. They don't be advertising that on Instagram and Facebook. They just see the money. They just show the money coming in. Sell your nudes. Yeah. Facts. Get your hustle on. <laughs> Where are my post-it notes to do list for 2018. That or Uber or Lyft. I was driving. <laughs> I was driving Uber at one time. Um. I, I like it because whenever I needed a few extra dollars, just real quick, turn it in the on. car. And it wasn't like that before. I think at first with Uber, you got paid every Wednesday or Thursday, mm-hmm. but then they start doing it. As soon as you made money cash out into my bank account. So mm-hmm. that was dope. You know, I mean, if anything was to ever happen to me at my job, I'm driving Uber. Yeah. I know people that make about 15 to 2000 a week. Mad hours though. Yeah. You got to care. I mean, you in Philly, the airport, like you can you can catch them from traveling. Like Jersey got Newark Airport. If you buy an airport or somewhere, money. 
money. Yeah, it's like I don't want to deal with the crazy. I mean, even though it's probably when you make the most money dealing with the crazy drunks on the weekends and at night. But I feel like you make good money early morning too, like that morning commute. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's always like it's just people going places, and now you can tip. When I was driving Uber, they couldn't, they weren't allowed to tip. They would I throw me that. some money anyway. Mm-hmm. But Cash. now you can leave a percentage on the app. Mm-hmm. When we went to Florida, um, homie was driving us around his Uber, and he was making like 15 a week because he was by right by the airport, right by the, um, the spot where the, 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 the boat is. Like, so it depends on where you at, but I know Philly got it. Word. I know Philly got it. But, um, you know, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about this bullshit going on, the sixth slavery in Libya. And Sigh. when I heard about it, I couldn't believe my eyes. Normally, nothing surprises me. Normally, I'll be like, well, what y'all think? What y'all thought? But the fact that black men are being sold as slaves had my mind twisting. So I did I did a little research and we're going to ask the three questions. Why? How? And how again? Basically. So <laughs> here's the question. Why are people being sold into slavery in Libya? The answer I got was each year, tens of thousands of people take the trek through Libya in an attempt to reach Europe. Many are fleeing from conflict or economic troubles in hopes for finding better opportunities aboard. So that's how they're, they're getting them. They're fleeing from the, the negativity of their homeland. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Now, why is this allowed? Shortly after the death of former Prime Minister Gaddafi in 2011, political power in Libya has been split between three governments, leaving room for smuggling networks to develop throughout the the country which ain't a good enough answer for me mm. which was got you thinking like as soon as a leader goes away a thought goes in your mind we could make slaves which was a thought that's been brewing way before their right. leader that leader passed right but that's not something that we we think about and that got you thinking about like, America. Oh, no, no president. Let's make everyone slaves. Yeah, right. Like, what? That's like that's one of the first things on the top of your mind. We don't have a leader. Let's make slaves. So it's 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 ridiculous. And that got me thinking about the good old United States of America. Jeez. If they could, they do it all over again. I don't. Oh, of course, I, in a heartbeat. Right. Right. I don't think there's no remorse from what they did. None. Centuries ago. I mean, there's no remorse because slavery has never gone away. Like people always say, it's just in a different form now. Right. They, right. they, they ain't slick. $500, $800. Yeah, that's that's definitely wild. Uh, so, as hell. How, long, how long has this been happening is the question. Slave markets in Libya have remained operational without interruption since 2006. And we're just hearing about it. Facts. However, it became public in 2016. And we're just hearing about the mainstream. And it's almost 2018. So it got, it's, oh man. Just to think about what those, and it only said men. It didn't say women and children. But but I'm sure they're involved in some other way. They're probably being raped and whatever. That's always what happens to us. Yeah, this is, (laughs) this is pissing me off just thinking about it. And 
And like I, I think I might have seen something. You ever watch see, see something on the news and you don't take it serious? Like get this out of here! I don't. This ain't happening. Yeah, it's fake news. Right. And then I see, <laughs> and then I seen Puff Daddy tweet something about Libya. So I'm like, let me look into this. And I'm like, wow, this is real life. It is real life. And you know, I saw somebody. Um, posted the other day you know okay of course we're having this conversation about what's going on and doing our research but who the hell took that picture though oh i'm glad you brought that up it's like it it reminds me of those pictures that they take when they go over to africa and they tell you how hungry these kids are but y'all take y'all take the whole camera crew and y'all fly out there just to tell me Right. That these kids need something to eat. Won't you feed them? Who took that picture? Why don't you free them? Right. I mean, the camera was very high tech. Right. That like, was a picture. That was a yeah, clear picture. Right. That I, that was taken on an iPhone. I was going to say that. The <laughs> iPhone X. Yes. That's what that was taken Crystal on. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. So. High definition HDR photo of you snapping pictures of all this happening and all you want to do. And that's the thing that I hate. And I don't know what we can do. But with the celebrities, even even with Puff, even with LLTI, like I keep seeing them tweet, this is malarkey. We need to do something. What are we going to do? Y'all are like a top of the the 1% of the wealth of the world. Like, And I don't <laughs> know what we can do. I really don't. But when I do see people, and I don't know how much power they have, but what good are you, Puff Daddy, if you're a billionaire and... All you can do is tweet. Like, what good are you? Just like me. To, yeah, you're no better than me. Right. Like, where's all this power you got? Like, where's like, yo, who who can we go to? Who can we talk to? Why does America... And we're always quick to jump in other people's beefs. Send prayers. How many times have we gone to war or something to help other lands learn how to live? Right? I'm pretty sure we've heard that. Now, I do not know why... We're not doing nothing with Libya. I don't know why they're taking their time. As of now, they're investigating. I don't know what we what need to investigate. Because while we're investigating, black people men are being, sold. are being sold. And who knows what's happening to the women and children. God damn it. There's stadiums full of hot seats in hell waiting for those bastards that are perpetuating this system and have been perpetuating it forever. They're all going to hell. Yeah, it's, that's what kind of helps me sleep a little bit better at night because being a black person, if you really dwell on all the stupid shit that's against us in this world, it can piss you off. And I understand to a certain extent why there are so many angry black people. You know how there's just I don't I'll step on a couple toes if I do. I'm sorry. Kind of. Um, you know, sometimes those people who are just so super woke and so pissed off and the white man this and the white man yeah. that and. I can, even though that's not the philosophy or the mindset that I subscribe to, I can understand how people get in that space. Like, these, this world sucks. And they hate us just literally looking at me. Like, you just hate me. That's, that's just so strange. That, that is to true. To me, racism is like a mental illness. How can you become so infuriated by just looking at somebody? Like, I didn't even open my mouth. I didn't do anything and you're just like foaming at the mouth pissed off I'm all types of niggers and yada yada we never did anything we never did anything to nobody it's just like it's sad it's strange and even though and even though our own people sold us into it we still wonder where did the hate come from you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I I don't like I don't want to get too deep into it because you know it's past my pay grade right hello you know what I'm saying but um 
it's just you people just wake up and look at you and just hate you and it's like how like sometimes i'll be wanting to be like dog the feeling is mutual low-key <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not about to like be calling you all types of words like, okay, you hate me, feelings mutual, have a nice life. Yeah. Can we like, can you do us both a favor and like move out of my way? Definitely, <laughs> I, I I just definitely they they we do something about Libya just just to see this. And I was listening to TOS earlier this morning, and J Omega hit it. You know, he right on the um, Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, he just was like, it's one of those things you wish you did not read. Cause yeah. it's like, bro, what, what are we? What are we gonna what do? What am I supposed to do? Like, yo, I wanna, like, I, I wanna go do something, but you sit there. What am I supposed to do? So you know, I mean, I think it's time to switch gears a little bit, man. We can get into our fresh or fiasco. So come DJ. So let's get into it, man. Um, I sent you this video, fresh or fiasco. Joiner Lucas, I'm not racist video. My God, please, first of all, watch the entire thing. Don't watch the first 10 seconds and react like I did. Because I was pissed the first 10 to 20 seconds. Listen to the whole thing. It's about six minutes long, but it's worth it. I'm sorry, continue. I had to give that disclaimer. No, that was it. That was it. <laughs> Fresh or fiasco. Tell me what you think. Uh, okay. It was... I'll give it a fresh um, because everything that was, you know, wrapped in the video, the song. I mean, it's right um, from from both perspectives. But within each perspective, <laughs> there's even more perspectives. Like, I feel like with this whole race, racial tension, racial, racial issues, whatever you want to call it, black people cannot be categorized into one we cannot be generalized white people can't be generalized either i mean um you know not all black people are poor not all white people are rich um not all black people are ignorant not all white people are well educated and i don't know stuck up like there's just but then there's everything in between there are some ignorant ass black people there are some ignorant as white people there is a bunch of work poor white trash there's a bunch of rich black people Mm -hmm. and again everything in between so um but it's it's always interesting how you know that initial judgment of the black person is that ignorant poor or come coming from a poor or a um disenfranchised background and a lot of times the automatic assumption of white people's they're in a more positive flight, you know, rich, affluent, family, educated. And a lot of times that's not the case. There are more poor whites than black, um, than black, poor blacks. But of course they won't, I mean, the statistics are there. There are more poor whites than poor blacks, but they don't want you to know that. I'm going to go fiasco. God damn it. When I first put the video on, I really thought white boy was rapping. Yeah. And it pissed me the hell <laughs> off. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Then it hit me that it's not his voice. He's on the lip rapping. They're real good. And I still couldn't get over that. Like, bro, like, I was mad. Like, yo, because I thought he was talking. I, I thought he was really trying to school, old boy. Like, he calling him niggas. Like, like, you say what now? <laughs> and y'all letting him do this? Like, I was hot. I did not finish the video. This song reminds me when, when, when a smart, when a He's a, a smart dumb nigga. I said it. Like you too smart for your own good that you dumb. <laughs> this video went too 
to me too far it was too much for me and i did not finish it i did not i didn't even hear what the black guy was going to say what i didn't finish it you gotta get the other perspective but i was that's how invested i was in in the the beginning because i really thought it was his song because when it was brought to me it didn't say nothing about who the artist was Mm -hmm. it was just like i'm not a racist and it just click this link my man joe mckinney put it in the group um in the facebook group it didn't say whose song it was so i i clicked on it and i just see this white guy with i'm not a racist hat starts talking about nigga this nigga that and i i couldn't do it you should have listened to oh see fiasco you well that's that's not a true opinion because you didn't get both sides so that is an uninformed decision on the fresher fiasco but his job What's his name? Um, Joiner Lucas, I guess. His job was to bring you in. He didn't bring. He didn't bring me in. He didn't. I didn't like anybody who sat there and was entertained by the first few minutes. I got to question your blackness. Y'all should have been pissed. Now you watch. You finished it because I told you to. I'm right. like. I'm like, yo, finish it because. Tell me how it goes. Yeah, I basically <laughs> like yeah, nah, finish. because you hit me back. It was like, dog. I'm not. I'm not listening to this. But that's how I felt. You continued on. I did not. You fake. I'm never finishing anything. You said me again. <laughs> I'm going to go on freaking spark notes and spark note that shit. It's just something <laughs> about when I really believe in something and then I get told that it's not real, I get turned off by it. Because I really thought he was rhyming. When I realized that it wasn't him, I'm like, fuck. I, I just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Y'all done. Fake news. Get out of Fake news. Get out of here. <laughs> Throw this away. But Throw this away. Fake news. It was kind of long, though, for a song. It was six minutes long. I was like, all right. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Terrible. I was the six. Well, no, he, it wasn't a waste of my time. Fiasco. Um, Uninformed decision. Fresher fiasco. NFL players and owners have reportedly agreed to donate up to $100 million to social causes focused on black communities. Oh, that's fresh. That's fresh? Well, hold on. Think about that. Backtrack. Yeah. That's a scheme. That's a here goes some money. Now shut the hell up. Yeah, that's a, that's a scheme. And stand for the anthem. What is $100 million going to do across the United States in our communities? You think about it. Like spread that out across 50 to 52 states in our communities. $100 million. $100 million. Spread that out across the United States. I'm about to do some math. Well, first, you can't do the math because you, well, probably, well, I don't know. Depends on. How, 100 million? 100 million. Up to, up to 100 million. Oh, so it could be like well, 90, 50 million. Well, they said 90 to 100, but, you know, no lower than 90, no more than 100. Okay, so each state will get 2 million. What does that do? Huh. Depending on which state we're in. $2 million to $2 do million what? to go a lot further in Rhode Island versus Texas. If you see if you see the beauty in this, I don't see it. Fiasco. Um, they basically put a price on it because from what I've heard, the NFL is losing a lot of money, more money than they gave the black players for the community. Mm-hmm. And now that they agreed to Why it, people funny. And now that the players have agreed to it, they got to stand. So, they can't. So, so the stipulation of receiving the money is if they stand for the anthem. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Like there's there's no reason to protest. The NFL gave you $100 million. They paid for them to stand, really. And $100 million to 32 billionaires means what? So, my question is what happens if... Because, I mean, did they clearly state that, 
you know take this money and but in order to secure this money you have to stand like what happens if they say oh because the fluff is oh donating money to whatever i can't stand on that but the nfl only cares See, they don't care about our community they only care about their they getting the money their from the shield community. no 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 they only care about their shield and the players kneeling and protesting is hurting the nfl so in my mind i'm only going off what i saw in my head here go a hundred million dollars now stand the black players are saying, well, here go $100, $100 million for our communities. And I'm just like, well, how far will that reach? I don't my thing is, I, I'm interested to see what happens if they take that money, do whatever, and quote, unquote, do whatever in the community, but still kneel. What you going to do, take the money back? Well, you know, that's a good point. I don't expect them to kneel. I think I, I thought this is what they was meeting for. They're meeting to, to, to solve it. So white people, y'all make me sick. Y'all are so y'all are that pissed. This off. meeting wasn't about really helping out black communities. It was about how can we get you players? How can we get the players back to playing football without protesting? Yo, when when I'm telling you, white people are pissed off just because we are kneeling peacefully. What's gonna happen if black folks really start rising up and killing y'all motherfuckers like y'all killing us? That's what I'm looking. Wait I mean, a that's minute. Wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I mean honestly, white people are pissed Ooh. off when, when we're peaceful. Oh, they're pissed goodness. off when we're violent. They're pissed <laughs> off when we're born. They're pissed off when we die. They're pissed off. Like the the mindset that that mind frame, they're fucking insane. I can't I can't exist peacefully. I can't die peacefully. Like what? <laughs> What is wrong with y'all? They're crazy. Like I said, they, they, I'm minding my business and you pissed off. What happens when I get up in your face? Then what? Like You're going to jail. Right. Right. Fiasco. So I guess it's a fiasco for you? Yeah, fiasco. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. I, like I said, I want to watch. I want to see. I, I'd be interested to see if a football player tries to scheme and take the money, whatever, do the good thing with the money, but then still kneel. Because then what? But we'll see, especially with the San Francisco 49ers. They've been kneeling all year. So we'll see what they do this Sunday. You know, we'll we'll see because, you know, I think that was the deal. There's no way the NFL owners is giving out $100 million if y'all still going to kneel. This is to protect them. So, fresh fiasco. Word on the internet, because we don't do the streets no more. <laughs> Word on the internet is Mace won the battle. But Cameron says most of the song is a lie. Example. Did you hear the Mace song? Okay. No. Well, for example, May said Cam has his name tatted on him. Cam <laughs> said that's a lie. May said Cam fucked his sister. Cameron said he doesn't even have a sister. <laughs> so we're just going to say fresher fiasco. Mace winning the battle with probably lies all through the song. Can you win a battle if you're lying? Well, apparently, because half these rappers be rapping about shit that they don't do in real life and they're hot and they're popping and y'all value their opinions over mm. people who are talking facts so as long as the beat hot and it rhymes and you can sing along to it why not i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as fresh that mace won yeah I like um that. i i'm a i'm a fan of nas and i remember when the jay-z nas situation happened do you remember that yeah i was in high school Sorry. right <laughs> well, you know, the Nas and Jay-Z thing happened and Jay-Z hit Nas with Takeover, which was a kind of like a factual song. And Nas came back with just some raps that probably weren't true, but we all liked it. We all loved it. You know, it's entertainment. It doesn't have to right. be facts. It's entertainment. And Jay-Z would argue that either it's nothing factual about it, but to the people, Nas still won. And this is still the same thing. I think.
you know, people look at Cameron as a bully, somebody who never gets put in his place. And a pastor came out of nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of that, you know about the Drake McMill beef thing, right? Yeah. And they said <laughs> McMill got murdered by an R&B singer. Yeah. And again, I mean, I feel like the things that Meek were saying. Well, no, no. I don't want to talk about Meek. But what I'm saying is, what do you think is worse? Getting killed by an R&B nigga or getting killed by a pastor nigga? By pastor. Cause by pastor. pastor. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be getting your sermon together for Sunday and you over here rapping about me and my street ass. Mm. Like, what would you rather That's get killed amazing. by? A pastor or an R&B nigga? A, a, a light-skinned, curly-haired R&B nigga or a pastor? I'll let y'all answer that out there in the Twitter world. <laughs> like, what's worse? A, uh, that could be a... Uh... <laughs> pick, your, pick your poison. Pick your poison. Which would you rather get killed by in the battle? A pastor nigga or an R&B nigga? <laughs> Whoever has less money. <laughs> Mace. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it for our fresher fiasco. We were short and sweet this week, man. So, you know, now it's time to get into our hip-hop artist of the week. And it's no other than... Mr. December 4th himself. Sean Carter. Jiggle. What's his motherfucking name? Jiggle. My nigga. Uh, uh, uh. That's when Swiss had that. Get it right, killer, better get it right. Who? Yeah, man. And listen, don't quote me on this, but it says on December 4th, Jay Z will turn 48. Now, his age has, I don't know what, how old Jay I, I believe it. Listen, Jay, Jay could be 50, as far as I know. He could be 55. I think he's always lied about his age. <laughs> Is but that what they all do? Allegedly, Jay Z turns 48 December 4th. His net worth is at a $810 million and he's married to Beyonce. Shit. So life is good for Jay-Z. <laughs> um, but let's get into... Um, I want to know... Because I hit you up and told you he was going to talk about Jay-Z. For some reason, I thought you were the biggest Jay-Z fan. No. I was wrong. But I'm pretty sure you got a song. Yeah, of course. Okay. Jay-Z, he... I... A lot of people put him in like their top five. I will put him in my... Top 10, top 20. Damn. I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, he's an excellent businessman. I respect him as far as, you know, obviously, I like his music. I grew yeah. up listening to his music. Yeah. I don't dislike him, but he's definitely not in my top five. Uh, but I understand why he would be in people's top five. I mean, he's he's a hit maker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, his story is great. I've enjoyed, uh, in general, just listening to his music like change. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. Right. You know, as you you would th or you would think that would you happen. You would hope so, right? Yeah, as you make more money and gain knowledge and uh, you know increase your net worth, right? You would think that the things that you talk about change because you're not sitting on the corner dreaming of making it big and fucking all the hood bitches and walking around throwing money. You're investing that money. Hopefully, <laughs> he's one more. He's one more two hundred million dollar deal away from a billion being worth a billion that's that's definitely dope and that's definitely coming but what is your favorite jay-z song my favorite jay-z song is allure allure, okay on uh blackout the blackout yeah, yeah produced by jay-z kanye west what is oh, allure I, did i say produced by jay-z yeah you said jay-z produced by jay-z <laughs> i'm produced by pharrell oh pharrell okay okay yeah sorry i'm sleepy <laughs> I don't know why, but I I, I just thought that like Kanye kind of like produced the entire Black Album, but I could be wrong though. Yeah, 
My um, I wasn't always the biggest Jay Z fan, and I really didn't come around to the Blueprint. Like I thought he was dope, but I when I heard the Blueprint, now the Blueprint got leaked heavy. The first single was H to the Izzo, and I'm like, look at this corny shit. What? I wasn't nah, man. It, it, I like the video. It was cool, <laughs> but I wasn't into that hip hop. But the blueprint got leaked in the streets hard. And everybody had... all the bootlegs. Son, I don't know what was <laughs> up with the blueprint album, but everybody had the bootleg. And um, that was like one of the most bootleg albums of my generation. And I got a chance to listen to it, and it had that soul feel to it. Like, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. That's your favorite album? It's my favorite Jay-Z album. It's one of my favorite albums. Um... And it had that soul feel, that that feel of like something that RZA would do for all of them. And when I heard "Girls, Girls, Girls," mm-hmm. that's when he started that trend with the shirt one up, one down. And it's funny how what uh, trend? Shirt one up, one down. One, oh, one sleeve oh, up, one sleeve down, and he everybody was, he started was wearing. Corny. Right, but niggas was doing it though, hey, and it started. He was just hot that day. It's crazy because if you actually look at old Jay Z videos, no matter when he had a do rag or he had a jersey or the one shirt up, one sleeve down. His his look is a suit. His look is button up. Like no matter what he wears, button up. He can't go wrong. No matter when you look at it. But when you look at the old Jay Z videos, like come on, Jigga, go put a suit on, man. You'll be stop I mean, trying to look cool mind. with this tie. That I mean, was his stop trying to look cool with these jerseys. But girls, girls, girls was like I was like dog. And even people knew I wasn't a Jay fan. It's like yeah, we finally got you. You finally hooked on Jay. Girls, and I girls. played the Blueprint so much and bought the tape. Played it so much, played it all the way through. The Blueprint is my one of my favorite three hip hop albums of all times. So shout out to that. Um, so another thing about Jay Z, you brought something up about something that he mentioned in this new article um, that he had was oh. about Beyonce. Yes, uh, he did. He just recently did an interview. Right. Um, I don't know if it was this week or last week with the uh, with the executive editor of the New York Times, and um, yeah, and it was about a thirty five minute long interview, so short and sweet. And one of the things he talked about um, was how uh, the two albums that him and Beyonce put out this year, a lot of that, um, both of them were very vocal about the. The struggles that have been going on behind closed doors as far as their family and their marriage. So he did mention that, of course, as always, keeping it very, very topical. Right, never goes right. into detail. And I like that about him. I love that about their relationship that nah, people it's time to let loose, man. No, because it's none of y'all damn business. And they all they do deserve their privacy because they're under constant scrutiny about almost every other aspect of their lives. That is one aspect of their life that they deserve to have. Um, you know, peace and privacy. I respect it. I love it. Not to cut you off. I know you got a lot more, but let's talk about that real quick. Don't you think that them showing their flaws would help people better? Like, because all you see is a perfect relationship. You have to assume that they have problems. We didn't know until Beyonce came out and we didn't know until the elevator situation happened. Um, If they could, they would have made sure that footage never got out. But don't we need realism, though? So that's, that's all I'm saying. It's like, if, if you're Jay and Beyonce, show us how y'all working out. Well, a part of that working out is being private. Okay. And not broadcasting it to the world. Because no matter no matter what you try to do, no matter if their intentions are ill or not. I mean, of course, if they were more public, 
like you said, it would be for them to be that example in a positive way, but it, everything they do would still get somehow twisted to be yeah. negative time and time again. And like I said, they deal with that with everything else. That's something, you know, their relationship that's private, that's intimate. They deserve to not be scrutinized right. over that. Right. You know, some things just, just leave it up to to mystery for Go find matches. your own role models. Right. B, or, <laughs> J and B ain't it. Or I mean like for real for real how can they be role models? They're rich. Filthy rich. Some of the things that they do we're just not going to do. Some of the things that are acceptable and common for them are not common That's for us. That's true but their relationship doesn't hold a value to like they're not better than us when it comes to relationships. No, they're human. So that's they make right. So that's why that's my that's why I'm saying why not show a little? You know, it's like if we didn't know about if Lemonade didn't drop, we wouldn't know about not a problem except for the elevator situation, which <laughs> you know once got out, not by their control. And sometimes you have to show people that relationships are tough. Yeah, relationships are hard. And we don't get those gems from nowhere. You know, families ain't married. You know, parents ain't married. You don't see that. So if we look up to an artist and you're getting married, that's dope. Like, look at the married trend now. Rappers wasn't getting married in the 90s and 2000. If they were, they was getting married to, they was keeping it on hush. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the rappers weren't getting now. Getting married is a big thing. Now we put marriage on television. We put love on television. That's all I'm saying. And maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce, that's not for them. Damn but, sure isn't. But if we continue to put more love on TV, you might see more love. But I feel like it needs to be... Of course, it's cool to, to see celebrities and all that in love. But I want to see more regular people <laughs> in love. Like how, I don't know, it's like 90s shows. Like your Moesha type and your A Different World type. Like... Regular everyday black people with regular everyday. So you want to see a sitcom? You, it can be what a sitcom. Saying? Okay, okay. Yeah, but that's that's realistic. Obviously, I mean, why not even have reality TV with regular people? Why not? It's well, reality TV. Well, real need, people. I mean, you need names. You need drama. You need pe- you need a way to reel them in. I mean, well, I mean, how do shows like? Real world road rules, like how do shows like that become big? Well, I never you know, Jersey, yeah, Jersey, Jersey Shore, Shore, and all that. Yeah. Like those are regular ass people. How did how did stuff like that become? Yeah, as big as it is. Why can't we do that with regular black people? I get what you're saying. You know, just that that spotlight is not for J and B. It isn't. No it matter isn't. how they popular they else. are, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's all I was just saying. It's like um, I know I cut you off. You can continue no. what you were saying. Uh, we was just talking about talking about Jay Z, and he was talking about um, man, I did forget. Oh, with the interview. With the and, interview, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, how he talked about um, how him and B- uh, Beyonce opened up about their love life on their albums. Um, he also talked about like his relationship with his children and how he's um trying to find that balance between, I guess, keeping them grounded. But then, of course, obviously, they're not going to grow up the same way that Jay-Z grew up. Uh, but he still wants to make sure, as all people, I mean, no matter if you have money or not, just instilling those basic values in a person, regardless of their money. And he was saying, you know, something, things like compassion and caring for people, that's not something you can necessarily be taught. It's something that's in you. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I like that Um he briefly mentioned his relationship with Kanye. Um, 
Kanye's just lost his damn mind. But he, of course, right. But of course, a Jay Z didn't. Obviously, he doesn't go into specifics. I would have dissed the hell out of Kanye. Right. Talk about my wife on your tour. I <laughs> smacked the shit out of you, boy. You're ho- never mind. I'll keep my comments to myself. <laughs> I, I know where you were going to. Don't <laughs> listen. I won't even. Yeah, don't say it. I knew where you was about to go. Yes. Um. And then he also most a lot of the questions that um that Dean asked Jay, um always like related back to race and um, of course the big ongoing discussions of what being black means under uh, Trump's I don't even want to say his name 45 asshole dumb ass hate that orange motherfucker with the utmost disrespect fuck him in his face God damn um if grandma can't listen to, to this episode sorry and the, <laughs> the the opinions and thoughts of Kayla are not reflective of the podcast brothers no I podcast. said your grandma can't listen to this episode oh yeah she your damn sure grandma. can't yeah she damn sure can't neither can my mom <laughs> um uh just so yes what it means being black especially under uh, that as whole president quote unquote presidency and he also talked about how um, how, like I said, how he has evolved as a person, as an artist, and how he wants to or has been trying to use his platform um, to, you know, get positive messages across. And the album 444, you know, talking about financial freedom and mentioning those things um, and how how he feels like he has an obligation to do that, you know, regardless of whether he signed up for that or not. Um, as a person of influence, as a person who's a public figure, especially in the black community, he realizes that he has to use his platform in a positive manner and he talked he mentioned he didn't say any names but he did mention how he feels that a lot of people who have um, that platform in the music industry aren't properly using their platform and I agree Mm. Um, and like like I said you know whether people like it or not I mean that comes with any job title you you have an idea of what your major um, obligations and tasks are but then sometimes there's just some additional roles and responsibilities that come along with that and whether you like it or not you need to at some point take some sort of ownership and do something well you know so. shout out to Jay-Z for being 48 and not talking about hoes and drugs no more right you know like I mean? some other 48 year old rappers we grow up around here now Jigga Man speaking of 444 has been nominated for a few Grammys this a year. I think he's got nominated for eight. I think he's got the most. And I want to do a one's got to go. Oh, but yeah. Grammy edition. All of these songs that I name have won a Grammy. So let's get it. One of these songs got to go. They can never come back. They can never exist, and you'll be okay with that. Number one, Otis. That's a song with him and Kanye West. Watch mm-hmm. the throne. Mm-hmm. Empire State of Mind. Him and Alicia Keys. <laughs> Swagger Like Us, T-I-J-Z, Weezy, and Kanye-Zy. Niggas in Paris, Jay-Z, and Kanye West. Which one of these songs is the most trash on this list? I won't say it's necessarily trash. I'm joking. My, I'm about to say, my one gotta go is Empire State of Mind. Alicia Keys blew my shit on that song. I cannot stand her voice on that. That is she's, a goddamn national anthem. That, that is an anthem. First of all, I'm not from New York, so I can't relate to the New York pride. I mean, I'm not from New York either, but you got to know when you in the garden or somewhere and that song come on. She's screaming on that song. I can't. I really can't. And mm. nothing against Alicia Keys. She's cool. The whole whatever happened with her and uh, Swiss, they're rich. They'll figure it out. They love each other. Whatever. Um, I do like the whole 
makeup free thing that she's doing. I feel like if I was rich and famous, is I would she's do still doing like that. This. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. Put it back on, Alicia. Put it right. Back on. Oh, come on. She's nice, but just put it back on. No, if I feel like if I was rich and famous, <laughs> I would do some type of like you gorgeous baby anti makeup thing, but. Um, yeah, she blew my shit on that song. Mm. That song, like when I hear that song, if I'm in charge of the aux, I turn it off because I don't even think I've had that song on my phone. She she blew my shit on that song. She's she's not even singing; she's screaming. <sighs> the crazy thing about that, what I heard was Jay Z made her do that chorus over about five times. I bet, like, so girl, can if you, you don't if you don't like that, there was a few other time that was a few other takes that was worse probably, and that was the best she could do. Yeah, that song blew my shit. I would have to say Otis, and this is why. Let, let relax. Let me tell you why Otis. Jay Z, it's not his fault. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the money he puts into these radio stations. And I remember when Jay Z made his comeback, and it was that "Show Me What You Got" song, right? That I really didn't like. But when the radio had it, and I, and I, I was at work, and I remember listening to the radio station, and the radio DJ kept saying, "We got this Jay Z coming in ten minutes," and they kept hyping it. So you sit there, and you're like, okay. Mm, where is it at? I don't even listen to the radio, but I'm about to keep it on so I can hear the song. And uh, it's the song played, and I'm like, what the? And I worked around, and I was, and I'm still working around work. It was a lot of Philly dudes in there, Jay Z heads, and they was like, nah, that ain't it, that ain't it. Everybody said that ain't it, so I hated the rollout for it. Otis, when that song debuted, the DJs, yo, we got this new Kanye Jay Z. We got this new Kanye Jay Z, and they talked about it for minutes before they played it. So your anticipation is like, okay, and they put it on, and it didn't do. It it was a dope song, but it didn't give me that feel the DJs was giving me that I was going to hear. You know, <laughs> and I think that's why I don't like that big rollout. I don't like the disappointment, and I guess that's why when it comes to that uh, that song, I'm not racist. Once you reel me in and you don't keep me, it's I, like oh, I, I turn shit off. I turn off facts, so. I kind of got I kind of had the same energy with Otis once they put it up here and I heard it and I'm like so when that song was coming on in the club you ain't start bobbing I don't go to clubs lounges bars I just I get what you're saying it's not a terrible song but when they debuted it and they hyped it up oh it didn't live up to the it didn't live up to their hype if they just would have let it rock like when I heard niggas in Paris I just heard it and I said oh it's that shit Right. If they was like, yo, we got the new Jeezy and Jeezy G- uh, Jigger coming out and it was niggas in Paris, I might have been like, nah, this ain't it. Because it wasn't. But if you just let me listen to it on my own with no expectations, and it's kind of like Watch the Throne, not to get too much into Watch the Throne. Before I heard that album, everybody told me that album was trash. So, yeah, when so I, do you expect it to be trash? So when I heard it, yeah. I said, "Oh, this ain't bad." Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the Justice League movie. I expected <laughs> it to be trash, and when I seen huh. it, eh, it's right. not bad. Yeah. So I, you know, at least I'm even across the board. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the same <laughs> with everything. All right. I think you're trash. Well, you ain't that bad. Mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, man. So that's all. Uh, Jay Z segment. Shout out to Jigga. I mean, we could have talked about a lot about Jay Z. Like I said, my favorite album is The Blueprint. My favorite song is Girls, Girls, Girls. My second favorite song is Song Cry. Why? Wow, because oh, yeah. a real ass song. And, you know. That song made me cry. Woo. And I was a young boy when that song came when out. He said, I definitely was under 21. When, when he said, 
I'm a man with pride. You don't do shit like that. You don't get back. I forgot what he said, but you don't get back at me like that. That had to be one of the realest things a man could. Hit. That affected That's everybody. Exactly how every women get man. Back. We move on. But every man, no matter what thug, no matter what gangster, no matter what square, you heard that shit and was like, yeah. Thanks, Jay. That's exactly how. Thank you, Jay. You said something that I didn't know I was supposed to say. You don't do that to me. (laughs) I'm a man, damn it. (laughs) So shout out to Jigga for that. And while we on the topic of music, man, let's get into our dope and nope. And let's get into last week's first, though. Last week came from Contrast. Shout out to Fat Jesus, man. The duo brought the song Cornerstone Liquor Stowe Chach. And I kind of got the name wrong last week. I said the name was Feelings. I don't know how I got that mixed up. But the song is called Cornerstone Lickstow Chach. Cornerstone Lickstow Chach. And the results are in. Can I get a drum roll? Bing! 90% said it was dope. Ooh, good rating. Yes, that's good, man. It's a hit. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Contrast, man. Cornerstone Lickstow Chach. This week, we have TLR, and they're from Philadelphia. Word. Shout out to Philly. You know what I'm saying? 215, Yo, before I get into the bio, I want to give a shout out to Philadelphia big time. When I go look at our stats to see who, what, and where, Philadelphia is always up top, man. We shout sure out love. to Philly, man. Contrary I don't know, to common belief. I don't know who or how many of y'all or whatever it is in Philly, but y'all rock with the podcast brothers, man. So salute to Philly, man. Let us know. Interact with us. We don't bite often. Send me an email. Flaw 700 at gmail.com. Talk to me, Philly. Add the Facebook page, add the Twitter page, the Instagram page. So, but this group is TLR. They're from Philadelphia. They are a hip hop and R and B group formed in 2002 with singer LR and rapper T. Which explains TLR. That's the, cute. Stop with the Philadelphia <laughs> Biden uh, biasness, because you would have said that they were from Philly. Now, everything they do is cute. Yeah, you know. I'm about to add y'all on, on uh, Twitter. Y'all got a Twitter? The group is affiliated with Grammy Platinum producer Black Key, <laughs> Zukon, I hope I said your name right, and many more. Here is TLR with Run It. So for this track, use hashtag PopRule66, and we'll be back. Run 
it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, Killer K? Yes, Killer K. So it's Vitamin K. Vitamin K. This is not Damn. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> this is real life. Kayla motherfucking King. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Killer K, what we think of the record? I think it's cool. Um, It's definitely not a sound that I would expect to come out of Philly. Right. And I find it refreshing. I'm sick of the... That sounds like hate, but it's really not. I'm sick of the mumble rap, hubba 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 Everybody trying to sound like Meek. Everybody trying to sound like Lil Uzi. Like it's it's refreshing to sound to hear something different. That's true. That's true. Like we didn't get that typical Philadelphia. That raw. Yeah. Mm-mm. They didn't Gritty sound angry. Yeah, they sound like they were chilling. None of them sound. They don't sound like they got beards either. They sound like clean faced. Right. Young men. They might be. They might be at it though. <laughs> clean shaved. Huh. They might be at it though. Tatted. Oh, I can see tattoos. I can yeah. see tattoos. So just shout out to them, man. We're gonna put this up. We're gonna put the poll up on Twitter. We're gonna use hashtag Brother 66 to vote. Please vote after you hear this uh, episode, after you hear this song. Thank you, and we appreciate it. Now, for those who don't know, today is World AIDS Day. Today, and that's December first. And so. that's December first. So by the time you guys hear this, AIDS Day will be over. But today is World AIDS Day. And a interesting clip came across my timeline and I wanted to talk about it. A restaurant. Mm. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's lock in. <laughs> HIV's my shit. <laughs> I mean, well, that sounds strange. <laughs> Let me 
back. Let me. HIV and AIDS is a topic that I have a very <laughs> strong interest in. Um, I am a public health student. I'm getting my master's in public health, December 16th, Woot, Westchester University of Pennsylvania, community health concentration. Talk about it. Um, but HIV and AIDS has been a health topic that I don't know why I'm interested in it. Um, I don't know. I've always like, it sounds strange, but I've always, I've always liked the uh, healthcare field and like yeah. medicine. Um, I've always liked blood. I've never been afraid of it. I've never been afraid of needles or shots, even, even as a kid. So, like I said, I don't know specifically how I got so interested in HIV and it's AIDS. It's just your thing. But AIDS is your shit. It's, I, it's, it's my shit. HIV is my shit. HIV is your shit. So, so let's get into this little, this little article that I ran into. For two days, and this happened November 7th and November 8th, people who died at Jones HIV plus eatery were served food cooked by only by those who have the virus. The purpose of the restaurant was to show people that HIV is not easily transmitted, as some may think. So let's talk about it. Now, the name of the restaurant, at least for that day, was Jones HIV plus eatery. So you had to know. HIV was a part of the was dining a part experience. Of your dining experience, one way or the other. So, what do we think of this situation? Is is it a? Does it prove anything? Is it a good way to show that hey, you can't get HIV from a chef? I to me, I think it's excellent. Like I said, HIV breaking stigmas, talking about things that aren't really talked about but are still very relevant, and I think it's a. I think it's awesome, and I think that's a creative way. Um, to get the conversation going, especially with the topic like HIV, there's a lot of stigma, a lot of um, misinformation, a lot of a severe lack of correct information surrounding um, that health issue. And it is a health issue that disproportionately affects minorities, especially mm-hmm. um, African-Americans. Um, I know in Philadelphia um, in 2015, 63 percent of people who have HIV in Philadelphia were black. So. Um, it is definitely an issue. Um, and of course, that's not just in Philadelphia. Um, that's nationwide. It's, of course, worldwide. And I think um, because we are in the United States and uh, there's a million other things going on, we, um, you know, the, the whole epidemic that happened or the quote unquote epidemic, because before it started being documented, HIV and issue HIV and AIDS was an issue before it start. They started documenting it in the eighties, but of course, no one cares until it starts to affect white people. So it was affecting, you know, um, people coming from Africa and people living in the Caribbean and all that. It was affecting them way before that. Um, but because that because it's not in the news anymore, because it's not an issue, um, or at least not in, or not as much of an issue in the United States. And it's more talked about in, of course, you know, Africa. Uh, we think that it doesn't affect us anymore. And it does. Um, and of course, it affects as with most health issues w- with anything bad. It af- most of it, it, it affects black people and Hisp- and Hispanic people more. And um it has not gone away. I mean, of course, the, the statistics, they've decreased significantly. They more. decreased? Yeah, they have dec- decreased, but it still continues to affect us disproportionately, and especially black men, more specifically um, black men who have sex with men. Uh, the, the coin term is MSMs. Uh, but I mean, again, that's another stigma. 
of even though they are the statistically the most likely to be affected or infected by HIV, they're still um, one of the most another common method of uh, of transmission is from heterosexual contact. Right. Right. So. Uh, for a time and even still today there is some stigma that hiv is the quote unquote gay man's disease and that that's not true right um children are being affected were were and are being affected by hiv actually the um as i mentioned i'm a mph student and i had to do an internship and um, I've been working with the organization. It's called Haven Youth Center. Um, it's in Southwest Philadelphia. And the gentleman that founded the organization, his name is William Brauner, and from Philadelphia, you know, born and raised. Um, he was infected with HIV as a child through mm. a blood transfusion in the 80s. Somebody, um, they either like poured boiling water on him or like dipped him in the tub what of the like hell? hot wait, wait, who did water. This? Someone that was actually better yet he has a documentary on netflix God, it's called damn. 25 to life and it chronicles his life uh you know t- his, this is autobiography um tells his story uh i think it was like someone who was like supposed to be watching him like a not necessarily like a, a blood relative but like a quote-unquote trusted friend and Shit. that person was watching him and they like i said they either pour boiling water on him or dipped him in the tub of hot water and you know all the marks and stuff and he had to get a blood transfusion but back then they didn't know anything about cleaning the blood supply um and obviously they know more about that now back then in the 80s they didn't know that and he that's how he contracted hiv through a blood transfusion um but he he's alive still his birthday was just in october um I want to say he's he's not 40 just yet, but he's in his late 30s, maybe like 37, 38. So Magic Johnson isn't the only person. Damn sure isn't. Which And, and that's and that's what they'll tell us. Right. Yep. And in a way, I kind of think this is like the most uneducated besides the 80s. This is like the most uneducated we've been about HIV. Mm-hmm. Um and it's crazy like i said it's, it's still an issue even though it's going down but they'll make it seem like magic johnson is the only person that can survive yep and i mean this virus honest, hiv is not first of all you don't have to be magic johnson to get treatment um i mean there are there's medicine there's you know antiretroviral medication out there where and you can get it through regular well obviously you have to have decent health insurance i mean even for something you can still access hiv uh, medication even if you have like medicare medicaid um there's a government program in place uh there's one medication there's a couple medications of course they have the antiretrovirals that if you are infected with hiv it'll suppress it so low that it's undetectable and you can't transmit it to anyone and obviously that's what uh the guy I do my internship under William Brauner that's what he's on because he has kids he has three kids um, he has a wife so he has an entire family that didn't get the HIV, virus none of them mm. and um, and yeah so you have you have that you have the antiretroviral medication that you take when you are infected with HIV so let me ask this question does he have to have does, does he have to be do you have to be at a certain level before you can have unprotected sex like you can't you can't just have the virus and just go have sex you have to have take your medicine yeah and have your levels at a certain so level low. so low mm-hmm. that's how he was able to have 
children, unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, gotcha. Yep. And then they all... So this is what people don't know. They just, oh, you got it. Don't touch me. Right. And it's like, meanwhile, people's having whole families out here. Right. And everybody's chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you still have to... You can't just pop a pill like that's it. You do... The medications do change as the virus changes within your body. Um and of course, you have to routinely get tested. Obviously, whoever you're having sex with needs to routinely get tested right. because there's always that point zero 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 whatever chance. Um, but then there's also two other medications. It's called PrEP and PEP. I've actually done my research on uh, pre-exposure. That's PrEP pre-exposure prophylaxis, mm-hmm. and then there's PEP post-exposure um, uh, prophylaxis. So you take PrEP as pre-exposure. Um, you take that daily to uh, decrease your chances of contracting the virus even after exposure. So basically, in layman's terms, they consider like the type of birth control, kind of like along the same lines of birth right, control. Right. Pop a pill a day, you won't get pregnant. Pop a pill a day, you won't get HIV. Mm. Um, and then with PEP, that's if you are if you think you've been exposed to the virus, if you take PEP within, I want to say it's a seventy-two hour time frame it significantly um decreases your chances of the virus like uh multiplying and, right, and right. you contracting it um so there's medicaid and a lot of people don't know about it i mean there are not only you know regular everyday um patients and consumers that don't know about prep and pep there are cl- clinicians and doctors that don't know about prep and pep or they question um, you know the use of it the, its effectiveness and it's clinically proven See, if taken correctly here's the thing I think well for my generation like I said I think this generation is about as dumb as the 80s when it comes to this they are situation but in my era they would say or not they would say but you would think that only people with money like Magic Johnson can afford to live with this virus and you're saying that that's not the case it's not always the case okay. I mean you do you well first of all you have to you have to get tested to confirm um and typically what happens i know with my organization um because we're we're a nonprofit organization community based so and the testing that we do is like rapid testing mm-hmm. so you do like the the typical rapid testing is like either a finger stick or like a mouth swab uh we do finger stick and it takes all of maybe five minutes and then so if a person tests positive of course you have to get consent from the from the client but then we take them to like an actual like testing facility right and they get a confirmatory test and then um if that test then further confirms that the person has hiv then they have to be brought into care um now there are i mean uh, typically what um happens is a lot of people don't have health insurance or they're underinsured and i mean there are government programs in place that will link people to hiv medication like i said there's a government program that'll help people pay for prep so if they don't have hiv but they're living a risky life uh typically if it's for well i hate to say risky life but um engaging in the typical risk behaviors that place a person at a greater risk of right. contracting HIV, for example, intravenous drug users, um, especially those who share needles. Mm-hmm. Um, people, again, they say that the highest, uh, the people most affected are men who have sex with men. Um, if you, uh, you know, engage in those type of behaviors, uh, you can take prep, and they can help. There's, like I said, there's a government program program in place that will help you pay for that. So, and again, a lot of people don't know about that. 
So let me ask you I want to talk about the myth The magical myth To the men out there Who don't get tested They kind of Wait 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 wait. Sorry The myth is To the men who don't get tested They wait until Their girl gets pregnant And if all things check out with them They assume they're fine Like if my son or daughter doesn't have it If my pregnant girlfriend wife doesn't have it I don't have it is that a myth or is there truth to that or just specific like that's 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 a certain man's type of way of uh testing himself basically first of all i i need an aspirin because my head hurts you never heard of that no what that that's how listen well listen first of all nigga get <laughs> tested <laughs> think of self and not just not just a, for hiv get the whole damn panel you can there's a lot of places you can get these tests for free like you pay for a whole bunch of other dumb shit that you don't need do something that could literally save your life i'm surprised that's the first time you heard that listen if your child comes back healthy and if your wife your girlfriend has have nothing a nigga think he's safe now i mean as far as you know your gonorrhea chlamydia whatever I mean that's pretty much a guarantee, but as far as HIV, it could take years for someone nah, to. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like this is what people don't know. Yeah, you it know? can. Because um, typically, what happens when someone is infected by HIV um, initially, like the initial reaction is like, um, like you have like a cold or like flu-like symptoms, mm-hmm. and then like your lymph nodes swell up. But then your body, it goes into like a recessive stage where it's just dormant and the cells are or that that virus is multiplying and and growing and growing. But again, that's like a latent phase where it it goes undetected. And that stage could be for months, years. Mm. So it's hard to and that's what makes it hard to um, to uh, just go with that myth that. Yeah. Oh, she's okay. I'm okay. And then like. Nigga, no, get <laughs> tested, damn, and have her get tested. And it doesn't even have to be off the strength of, oh, I think you're doing something. Let's, you know, see what's going on. It's just get tested. Like, why not? There what's what's wrong with that? Get tested. For every damn thing. For everything. Every damn thing. Gotta say, put damn in there. People don't understand nice sometimes. Sometimes you got to cuss at them and make them. Go take the goddamn test, goddammit. Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Stamp your face on it. Um, Why is being healthy not cool? Let's talk about that. I need what are we doing? <laughs> got you again. What are we doing to where we don't want to talk about health, but we want to talk about. And here's the thing. And I think it's kind of like on the same lines as what you're saying. We can talk about everything else and it'll stick, especially negative things. Yes. In my Facebook group, I asked the question, one of these four has to, one can stay. It was kind of like the other three, the other three have to go. And it was, this was for the black men smacking another man on the ass after a good bas after a good play. For some reason, that'll never get old. Good play. We like smacking each other on the ass. <laughs> saying the word nigga. Calling a woman a bitch or throwing up gang signs. I named those four because we seem to, as a community, we seem to say, don't wear Fubu no more, that's corny. Don't wear one soul Timberlands, that's corny. Don't do that. Like, we're quick to cut things off, but we don't, we'll never stop saying nigga. We'll never stop calling women bitches. 
will never stop throwing up gang signs. I don't know what this means, but everybody does it. Like, <laughs> wait, what is that? That, that three finger thing? Yo, this one? this floor seven hundred. Like, I don't know what this shit means. <laughs> That's a gang sign. I thought that was some. I don't know. I, I don't. I thought. I don't. I don't know what it is. But um, for some reason, negativity sticks. So when we can be on social media bragging about what alcohol we're drinking, we can be on social media bragging about um, you know. How many women? How many this? How many? What kind of Jordans we got? What kind of clothes we got? For some reason, food, eating healthy, isn't a cool topic for us. So what are we doing wrong with that? I don't know, and that's why I want to start having that conversation. I mean, like you said, you know, I, you know, we can. For example, another one thing that not bothers me, but I notice, you know, we can because one of my topics of interest in, in the public health world is sexual and reproductive health. And of course, every time I go on Twitter, somebody's ads or titties is all over Twitter. Mine, too. I'm so, tired of it. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. I'm not sometimes you get tips. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, that's a part of sexual and reproductive health, too. Not only the. Uh, the anatomy and the chemistry of the body, but just general, you know, sex conversations. Um, that's that's a part of health that there's right, right. some education and some valid and accurate information that could go along with that. But um, like you know, we can perpetuate and retweet 150,000 times somebody getting their back blown out. But then if we want to talk about vaginal health or you know proper ejaculation then it's oh that's nasty that's gross well <laughs> so was right. watching some random bitch getting her back blown out but no one has a problem with that something about us sticking to the negative part of any situation and like i said that's why i kind of compared what i posted in my group to what you're saying yeah, okay let's why do we always we could retweet and like the same exact pictures same exact videos you're all doing the same thing but when you try to bring something new to the table, something positive about it, you know, if you say, well, why don't y'all have on protection? Man, I might care about that. I just want to see that ass shake. You know what I mean? So you can't really have that conversation. And it's like, so you care about at the ass shaking, but you don't care about the possibility of that woman giving you a disease that can affect you for the rest of your life and over I've, 15 minutes. And I've, I've done my Googles and some of them, be they be passing around them them. Yeah. diseases and a lot of times and i mean it's to the point now where you know and i've i've come across men that have that mindset of well i'm not wearing a rubber i just we just take some medicine to keep it moving you, but they say that yes i've i've had uh, i've had men say that to me before oh wow um Woo. for the record i didn't have sex with them Woo. but i'm right praise god um <laughs> i'm glad they, they made those comments beforehand but um I mean, now we're getting to the point where because of that mindset, because people are just catching shit left and right, you know, quick fix, pop a pill and then you're good. Or I didn't know that you can do that. Let's say let's take any pills off the streets. I thought you. Had oh, to no, not that. like pills off the streets. I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, having your symptoms, going to the doctor. Oh, I, I thought they taking, just was like, oh, go no, to no, CVS no, real like, quick. Yeah, no, not like I have Skittles? gonorrhea. Go pop a perk. Like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, like, you know, going to the doctor, getting diagnosed, take your medication, whatever. But people I've come across people who have that mindset of, oh, whatever, like gonorrhea that's not shit i'll just take some pills i'll be all right but i mean now to the point where because of that on top of you have also have people who aren't 
uh, taking their medication properly, don't complete their round of medication. You have these, especially gonorrhea. I just came across an article not too long ago how uh, gonorrhea is one of those um, bacterial infections who are becoming resistant to the medication. So now people, now something that was once quote unquote easily treatable, people can't get rid of. And it's because of the misuse and overuse of antibiotics. So y'all could keep playing if y'all want to and keep, you know, not altering your behaviors and keep putting little band-aids on shit. If you want to, that is going to end up with something that you can't get rid of. That is disgusting. I remember um, (laughs) a while ago, it used to be like, videos floating around i don't know how these videos got leaked but a few people in the town of trenton was leaking these sex videos and everybody was watching including me and i'm watching them and i'm like dog i don't see no rubbers this is disgusting i'm not watching it like i just didn't want no parts of it because it didn't look it didn't look the beds were a mess there was no sheets on the bed nobody's hair was done and you didn't have rubbers the whole Everything was Trash. just dirty about the whole thing. And I just <laughs> so was turned issues. off. If you if they at least had rubbers on, I might have been into I might have been like, y'all thinking. Y'all thinking. But I didn't I didn't see no rubbers. I just was like, ilk, I want no parts of this. I don't even want to know who it is. Stay over there. And you know, when I think about that, um, because we, you know, a lot of times in our community, like, of course, going back to Jay-Z and how, um, you know, his influence, because he's an artist, and he obviously he's not the only artist, you have these artists who have this platform to have an effect on the mindset of our community. Um, you know, because, believe it or not, there are people who turn to hip-hop and, and look at and genuinely cling onto the words that these rappers are saying well you're making my point for me yeah about earlier about if jay-z and beyonce was more vocal about their relationship they would have a more effect on people because we are hanging on everything that they do now they might not that might not be for them but that's basically how i took it it's like everybody looks up to you but with that people also need to realize that they're not the only people you need to cling on to to right, get right. useful information you mentioned from. hip-hop as a whole i'm just talking about two people but oh, yeah but i was gonna say with hip-hop like you um rappers and i every time i hear it in a song i think about it there are plenty of rappers who talk about using protection yeah yeah in their songs why aren't niggas listening to that shit that's a great point so it can and I be, wish I had some concrete examples. That's a great point. No, I, I do agree with what you're saying because that's just like what we've been talking about. It's about the message. If you're talking about drinking Henny, drinking Remy, drinking Ciroc, and fucking bitches, and they're, they're for it. But if you tell them to love one woman, I don't want to hear that. Or even if you're fucking a bitch, if you casually mention wearing a condom... That still help. I mean, obviously, there's a whole host of other wrong shit that you're doing. But I mean, for the purposes of sexual reproductive health, if you're and like I said, I've heard I I wish I would have thought about that to like have some examples. If they mentioned in the midst of you want to know what's crazy Um, back in my time, I I, I like saying it a lot. I'm not that old. Back in my time. No, I was basically I was that's 93. I wasn't in elementary school, I think. But. Back in my time, a, a con that used to mean it used to mean something. Who could fit a magnum? Who could who could like? Oh, you, you a Trojan guy? What f- like? Oh, you got a flavor condom? We used to have conversations, so we would always have them. I don't really, I don't know if that 
matters now. So we kind of made condoms important to us because if you you wanted to go to that store and buy that gold pack, right? Because you was the man, you know. What I mean, and then you took it to the to the desk, and it's probably a shorty got to ring you up. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he I got the schlong. I wear the gold joints. And he's smart. <laughs> he protected himself. Oh, he got right. the clean schlong. Hey. I don't know. Now, well, this is the crazy part. Now, when I go to stores, corner stores, CVS, there's all these dick pills. Right. Stay hard. Right. It's just like, bro, this, I'm smart enough to know this stuff can't be official. Right. Or they be making money off this. Then there's no reason why this stuff should be in Habib's and you know niggas be taking that shit it's everywhere I've watched if you walk purchase from you can valleys. actually look at the the wrappers that's on the floor it's on the ground that's what I mean you don't see condom wrappers or nothing no more you see dick pill uh, 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 packages and it's just like bruh this stuff ain't official right it, like it's like it's no way if they're gonna make a whole lot of money on Viagra Cialis Levitra it's no way they letting Rhino XL <laughs> it's no it's no way they they letting none of this stuff fly without them getting a bread and they out there killing themselves with with ingredients that they don't they don't even know what's in it a bunch of msg and horse shit and death basically what we're saying is <laughs> go to the doctors. go to the doctors <laughs> i don't know go to the doctors and be wrap informed. It up. make informed decisions you know we can do all our research before we purchase an electronic before we purchase a car make informed decisions you know before you go to the doctor google hiv you know google whatever health issue you might think you're having google your symptoms and don't go on webmd because if you have if you have a if your temperature is two degrees above ninety eight point nine, that should tell you that you have cancer and HIV and syphilis and ten other things. Don't do that. And one more thing, don't be afraid to, to know that you have it. I think that's the thing. Yes, HIV is not a death. They don't want to know that they have it. Yes, and that's definitely another thing. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen that firsthand with testing people. There are a lot of people who are positive and don't care. And are out here. So, I mean, I, I can't preach. If you out here doing your thing, HIV does not have a face. Diseases in general, sickness or illness does not have a face. And we'll wrap this up soon. But something that crosses my mind, honestly, is I got children. Right? I'm in a relationship. I'll be getting married soon. I'm going to be with one person. I'm going... No, I ain't going to say that. But um, I'm good. I'm straight. <laughs> I worry about my children because Lord. it might be worse out there for them, and they're going to be young and dumb. I get that, and it could, it could you, you get don't to have the, to be young and dumb. I expect kids. I expect, but you got to learn from somewhere. I don't mean be ignorant. I don't want to be ignorant, but some you're going to make your mistakes. Yeah. You're going to do dumb things, um, and I just I just want them to be safe, and I worry about them when it comes to this. And I feel like with that, I mean. Obviously, I don't have kids. So I can't tell you what to do, obviously. And you're a grown-ass man. But as a parent, that would be your duty to teach them. Because at the rate that public health I mean, or education is going in this country, nine times out of ten, they damn sure ain't going to learn it in school. And, I mean, if anything, 
of course, education not only happens in school, but it should also happen in the home. And I think a lot of times what's happening because that education isn't taking place in the school and the parents don't give a damn and half of them are doing the wrong thing and they're right. a terrible example themselves and they're out here catching diseases left and right, fucking left and right. Um, you know, they're they're learning, making those mistakes on their own or the world itself is teaching them and half the time, by the time the world gets their hands on them, it's too late. You know, I have, I have friends who work in CHOP um, and at local hospitals and the kids who are coming in with these, um, you know, with... Uh, what is it like herpes and syphilis and all these sexually transmitted diseases before you know if you saw a child and they were it was considered young if they were like you know 15 16 17 now they have kids coming in you know girls young as 10 11 12 and they have these things it's no it's no longer just a simple you know like again that those bacterial infections that's a quick yeah. you know pill it's something they're stuck with it for the rest of their lives and the girl is 10 do y'all hear what we saying, y'all? Gonorrhea is fighting back. Eventually. And it's winning. It's not going to be nothing that's going to be able to stop it from staying attached to your body. <sighs> Wrap it up. Go get tested. I mean, don't be afraid to know that you have it because you can still have it. Right. Don't be afraid to know. And just because I think another thing that we need to work on as a com- as a community, um, health it, with anything, but health especially um, it doesn't conversations about health don't have to be these, you know, stiff, uptight conversations like you could just be chilling with your friends and somebody brings up something randomly about health. And it's what's that? I don't know what that is. No, nah, I'm gonna look just like with anything. If somebody says, oh, oh, uh, M&M fell off a cliff. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Google it. Google it. Why can't why can't conversations about health start like that? And Guess what? This this podcast is going to spark that conversation. <laughs> Let's get it popping. T. Oh, I was I was going to use an acronym, but then I couldn't think of a good one. Stay tuned, damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like TNT. What the fuck does that stand for? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I would have to. I would have to take that part out. Yes, edit that out. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and what we have to realize is that. A lot of the things that we that we need to talk about aren't, of course, conversations about health. Um, a lot of people shy away from topics because they can be or presented as very complex and aren't you, you can't comprehend it. But a lot of things can be broken down. You just have to have people like myself who are willing and able to break it down into layman's terms and make it uh, relevant and relatable. Uh, but at times there are just going to be health issues. For example, one of those issues or issues or topics rather being, for example, mental health, where it's not just a, a quick blurb that can encompass the general or give you the gist of what's going on. Some of those topics, you do have to spend time and you do have to uh, sift through information and, and sit there and just be patient. And we can't shy away from that anymore. We're killing ourselves. It's not only the white man. It's not only systemic bullshit in our society. It is all. Also, we do have to take accountability for ourselves and not only also not only blame, you know, our parents for not teaching us or our grandparents for not teaching our parents to teach us. Okay, that happened. Fuck all that. Now, you know, that something's wrong. Get your ass on Google, you know, get your ass on CDC.gov, whatever dot org and, you know, start unpacking this thing and don't be afraid. I mean, reach out to me. 
you know, whatever, do what you got to do to to unpack this information. We we have to stop shying away from this. Just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's not possible. So you've been racist all episode and you've been dropping gems all episodes. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for appreciating yeah, me. Man, this was one hell of an episode. It definitely was dope. You know, we, we, we held it down. Fresco, we'll be back next week. Um, Hi, Fresco. Yeah, he, you know, he doing his thing. As he should. Get some rest. Oh. Um, and this is episode 66. How was it? Pew, I mean, pew, you know. Pew, pew, pew. You wouldn't sound effects. I sounded like uh, Kevin Hart. Pew, pew. Everybody called that. <laughs> but I don't want everybody to die. I want everyone to live. Facts. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Live a healthy, happy life. Did you have fun? I did. I feel like I talked kind of too much. But nah, nah. Dropping gems. I had to Man, run my listen. mouth. Y'all better episode- have listen. I hope y'all had a pen. And paper, because I was dropping gems. Take notes, niggas. An episode full of gems. Listen, I'm keeping all of this. They going listen. It's going this ninety minutes because we because we on ninety minutes is going to fly by, and they gonna want more. Trust me. Well, stay tuned. And this was the podcast, brothers. To find more of what we got going on, visit the podbrosnetwork.com where you can find numerous podcasts. It's about seven, eight of us. We real deep right now. We got everything you need. Go get you some podcast brothers merch. Gang, gang, gang. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. And this was episode 66, man. Pew, pew. Bam, bam. That's what it is. Bam, 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 bam. Gotta put some bass in it. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> put that in the beginning. <laughs> bam, bam. Peace out. <laughs>